Joe Biden invited Ron DeSantis to Delaware because, quote, we have a beautiful shoreline. Let me reiterate exactly what that means. The president of the United States invited the governor of Florida to Delaware to see Delaware's beautiful shoreline. Has he not seen Florida on the map? Does he not know that Florida has more coastline than any other state in the entire United States? You know what? He probably, he probably, he probably doesn't. <laughs> Can't make this. That's like, that's like Mayor Adams from New York inviting Lori Lightfoot to Times Square to see their crime. Come see our beautiful crime here in New York. She's like, dude, I got enough crime. I got enough crime in Chicago. I can handle it. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. The border battle continues. And by border battle, I mean, there ain't no battle at the border. The border battle, and I want you to think about how ridiculous this is. This is how ridiculous this has become. The battle for the southern border, which is in Arizona, Texas, California, New Mexico, even Florida, when you look at the Cuban immigrants and, and people coming from other, um, other uh, countries, when you look at the border battle, it's nowhere near the border. This is, they're fighting on the battlefields of Martha's Vineyard. They're fighting on the battlefields of Washington, D.C., and now Delaware, because Ron DeSantis is sending a plane full of immigrants to, uh, to Rehoboth, which is where, which is where um, Joe Biden has his, his very nice uh, million-dollar beach home that he spends a lot of time in walking his dog on the beach with a mask on. Yeah, Joe Biden, not the dog. Although, I don't know, maybe the dog wears a mask, too. Probably not now that, probably not now that the pandemic uh, that the pan pandemic is over. However, uh, it, what, where this battle really should be fought is on the southern border. And uh, there's a um, there's a uh, uh, Instagram friend of mine, uh, Morgan is her name. She's with TPUSA. And I was watching her feed and she had a, a video of the reporters waiting in Delaware, waiting in Delaware, way up on the East Coast, way far north of Washington, D.C., you know, basically almost New England. And they're in Delaware on the tarmac and they're awaiting this plane arriving from Florida, from Texas, wherever it's coming from, with these illegal immigrants that Ron DeSantis is paying to ship there. And you would think to yourself, you know, maybe you guys should all be on the southern border. And, uh, and that's what the caption is. How many of these reporters are on the southern border? Why aren't there reporters on the southern border? The real battle for the bo southern border should be on the southern border. In addition to that, there was a uh, there was a big article about how Kamala Harris. Do you remember she went on that? She went to fix the problem uh, of illegal immigrants coming across from Mexico by going to the countries where they're coming from. Well, guess what? It didn't work because we're still seeing migrants flee. I mean, fleeing, fleeing the uh, the biggest um, communist and, and, and tyrannical states uh, that they can find. Cuba, they're still coming like 35 percent of them from Cuba, Venezuela. All these terrible places where Kamala Harris was supposedly supposed to go and fix the root of the problem. She didn't do it. They didn't fix the porous border to keep people from coming in. And they didn't go back to these countries or to, to meet with these um, these individual leaders, these dictators to say, hey, guys, we got to stop whatever you got to stop. And if you don't stop, then we're going to cut off the supply chain to your country. If you don't stop, we're going to cut off the aid to your country. I mean, that's the thing. When you're the United States of America, your biggest playing card is to tell people to stop doing things or you're going to stop paying them because, oh, we pay. We pay everybody. We pay people in arms. We pay people in money. We pay people in relief. We invest in their infrastructure. We buy their oil, blah, blah, blah. What Joe Biden could do is he could easily go to Venezuela and say, look, we're going to never buy gas from you again. We're going to start creating our own gas, our own energy, and we're going to the hell was that? Sorry about that. I don't know. I got a very, I was a very loud, I was a very loud alert. 
Uh, but what he could do is he could go to Venezuela and he could say, hey, look, we're we're going to shut down uh, your oil uh, distribution. We're basically going to go home. We're going to create all this oil. We're going to dig and drill and refine, and we're going to start selling it to all of your customers cheaper than you can sell it to them. And we're going to bury you. We're going to destroy you. Your country's going to be gone. Your power, your people are going to revolt against you because they're going to be so poor and broke. Uh, we don't do that though. Instead, we go to, instead we shut down our own oil and we say to these countries, Hey, guess what? We need your oil. So don't send us your illegal immigrants. Don't uh, do these bad things to your people. Don't be such a D bag. Uh, but also please keep selling us oil because we're too stupid to create our own, even though we have massive amounts of oil reserves, more than any other country in the world. We are, we could outpace Russia, Saudi Arabia. We could outpace uh, Kuwait. We could outpace Venezuela easily, but we don't do it because Joe Biden is, is wedded to the green lobby. Um, and he's, he's convinced he's been brainwashed into this idea that the world is coming to an end. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If the world is coming to an end, at least I'd like to drive there, um, you know, with some cheap gas. Uh, but that's that, that's the upper hand. It's not just an energy concern. It's not just, hey, guys, look, gas prices are too high. People are complaining. It's, hey, guys, it's a national security risk. It's a national security threat. We need to be energy independent so that we can use that as leverage against these other countries. Could you imagine the power we would have over Saudi Arabia if we just took over their entire oil business? Could you imagine Russia? R Vladimir Putin I don't know if you know this, but Vladimir Putin yesterday gave a big speech. He gave it in Russian. So I read the translation. So maybe it's accurate. Maybe it's not. But he gave a big speech. He goes, look, uh, I'm pulling. I'm calling up 300,000 reserve troops because all his regular troops are basically dead. And he, they've or they've left. That's the thing. In Ukraine, apparently the situation's so dire for Russia that the troops he had, uh, I guess, voluntarily, if that's a thing in Russia. I don't know if there are volunteer volunteer troops, but they've all they've all abandoned the army or they've thrown down their uniforms and uh, surrendered or they've just been killed. Um, and so now Vladimir Putin, he, Putin he needs more troops. He's calling up reserves, 300,000 reserve troops. And I don't think that's going to sit well with a lot of the Russian people. I don't think calling up reserve troops who are nowhere near as skilled and well-armed and well-trained as the regular troops because they're reservists to send them to go fight the Ukrainian army, which apparently seems to know what they're doing. Uh, doesn't seem like a good idea, but Hey, it's Vladimir Putin. Nobody ever said that guy had good ideas. And then he threatened everybody else with nuclear weapons. He said, look, uh, I'm calling up these reserve troops. We've annexed these Ukrainian territories and we are going to we're going to do whatever it takes to to protect them and to defend them because they are part of Russia. And if you don't like it, UN, be careful because I've got nuclear weapons and I am not bluffing. I am not bluffing. Now, of course, a lot of people immediately said he's totally bluffing. He's not going to nuke anybody, but you never know. If he's crazy, if he's sick, if he's old, if he's Russian, if he's all those things combined, he could do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, he's going to die anyway, it seems. I mean, we all are eventually. But could you imagine if we were still energy independent the way we were under Donald Trump? If you Could you imagine if we were energy independent and we didn't have to buy uh, oil, uh, heating or, or, or crude or anything else from Russia? It'd be a, it'd be a totally different ballgame right now. There would be no threat to the West. There'd be no threat to the UN because Russia wouldn't have the money coming in. And they'd be they'd be out for I mean, they'd be they'd be trying to woo the rest of the world, not bomb the rest of the world. They'd be like, uh, listen, uh, we don't want to bomb you. You are a good friend of Russia. You bring money. We give gas. I mean, that's basically what they would be doing. But the fact of the matter is we handed them everything. They're basically a monopolized um, fuel provider for for Eastern and Western Europe. And so they have all the power. 
Joe Biden shut down our energy reserves. Not only did he jack up our prices and create a, a, a an inflation crisis, but in doing so, he also handed all of our power, all of our might, all of our negotiation skills to Russia. And they now ship oil all over Eastern Europe and they're threatening Eastern Europe and Western Europe and, and they're shipping oil to China and it's just a big mess. We could shut his oil business down. We could be providing oil to Eastern Europe and Western Europe and even China. We could be, we could go to Germany and we could go to uh, France and we could go to all of those countries and say, look, forget Nordstrom too. Forget Russia. Shut it all down. We got your backs. And, you know, you guys know that we have, we are a much more uh, moral ally. We believe in free trade. We, we will have your back. Buy our oil. It's not going to go anywhere. We're not going to threaten to nuke you or anything like Vladimir Putin does. But you're basically forcing all of these countries to go and do deals with the devil because you're not giving them an alternative. Joe Biden shutting down our oil production. Joe Biden trying to push us to this all-electric economy. Joe Biden saying, hey, fuel, gas is bad, electricity is good, has handed power and control of the most important resource in the world to the worst people in the world. Russia, Venezuela, uh, the Saudi Arabians. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that don't like the United States of America. Iran, these people hate us. They have all the power now, not just for us, but for our allies. It's going to be much more difficult, especially in the winter when people need heating oil and they're not going to be able to afford it or Russia's going to choke them. But, I mean, that's the thing that's going to happen. This is going to be a winter war. You're, Russia knows that he can, Vladimir Putin can call up 300,000 troops. He can keep the war going for, for another month. I mean, it's already getting cold in that part of the world. Imagine what happens in late October. It's going to be freezing cold in, in parts of Europe, and they're going to be looking to at Russia for heating oil, and Vladimir Putin's going to say, you know what? No. And he's going to shut it off, and people will freeze. People will die. And Joe Biden has no alternative for them. Joe Biden is not saying, hey, look, guys, we got your back. And it's the same for us, too. It's going to happen here in the United States because we rely on all of this imported oil. Uh, it, it's, it's, a really, it's a tragedy. It's a crime, really, if you ask me. And it's a dereliction of duty 100% because the majority of people in this country don't want electric vehicles. The majority of people in this country don't believe that the world is going to end in 12 years. The majority of those people in the world think AOC and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and all these other crackpots are just that, crackpots. But because of all that stuff, because of all that stuff, we're now suffering. So that's why, and that, that's why uh, Joe Biden is starting to see again the tide turn from abortion, which is not a real issue. It doesn't affect anybody. Though a woman's right to choose still exists in this country. Um, all of, It's a fake issue that the Democrats wanted to put on the forefront so that they could retain control of this country. When really the number one thing we need to do is make sure they don't have control of this country because they're not using the power. They've given away their power. And if they had the power, not only could they stop the war in Ukraine, not only could they build a strong coalition of allies around the world, not only could they go to Venezuela and all these other places and say, stop sending us your people, get a grip on your country um, and quell the problem at the, end of the, the border. But then, of course, the bonus would be inflation would go away and our gas prices would go down and we'd all be warm this winter. I mean, Joe Biden apparently wants none of that. What the hell does this guy want? Oh, right. He wants Ron DeSantis to come to Delaware to enjoy the beautiful coastline. That's the last thing. The, Ron DeSantis has enough beautiful coastline to last him a lifetime. What he doesn't have is a secure border uh, between Mexico and the United States. That's the whole gosh darn point.
All right, listen, thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a review, by the way, and share this podcast. We're seeing some really steady growth. We're seeing uh, where, where 50 people used to listen to this podcast. We had hundreds. Where hundreds of people used to listen, now we have uh, a few thousand. But we really want to make sure that this is a go-to destination every single day for a lot of people who are conservative and want to, you know, know that things aren't that bad or understand exactly where we're being attacked or need to know what the marching orders are. Where do we need to put our focus? Right now, the focus should be on the election whole hog. Uh, All these Senate races, all these governor's races, the House of Representatives, that's your number one focus. But also, there's a lot of people out there who may or may not be conservative or they know they're not liberal, but they're not really sure what's going on and they need they need the information. You know, I always say it's not enough to just be conservative. It's not enough to just be combative as a conservative and conscientious, but you've also got to go out there and you've got to be an apostle of conservatism. You've got to go out there and you've got to preach the gospel of conservatism, of combative conservatism in this day and age. You have to go out there and you have to be an evangelist for America. You've got to be an American evangelist and make sure that other people who aren't yet as patriotic as you and I are become patriots and realize that this is something that is not just cool. It's not just cool to be an American. It's a big responsibility and something that we all need to work on every single day to protect. Um, So evangelize. And if you don't, and that doesn't mean you have to stand up on a soapbox and talk to people. Doesn't mean you have to just take like take notes and then reiterate it. You don't have to do anything like that. This podcast exists and it's easily shared. So take, you know, send it to three of your friends, send it to your family members, send it to people who annoy you. Maybe they'll listen to it and maybe they'll realize, Hey, Hey, Joe Biden is bad. And these conservatives actually have a pretty decent plan and America is in trouble and it's up to me to help them. Uh, and, and I'm going to start listening to this podcast more and more often. Um, and I'll part that's, if you do that, I promise to keep producing this content so that you know what's going on, really what's going on in America and how we can all work together, uh, how we can all work together to save the Republic. Hence the title, Mark K saves the Republic.